You can hear that, yeah. Yeah. He hit him with the freaking the uh like two thousand four white boy band hard R accent at the end there. There's a lot of that on this album. It was, I mean, it's cyclical, right? I was like, all right, they were getting back to like when twenty something year olds were like listening to Yellow Card. I like. I I listened to it. I was like, I don't know why, but I really, I really, really like this. Yeah, this album. It's kind of new. Album. It came out like July something. Steve but. Lazy live in R and B studios. August eleventh is when that was uploaded on YouTube. Apparently, provided to you some Grammys to, for that. Provided to YouTube by LM Records slash RCA Records. Synthesizer by John Kirby. Composer Matthew Castellanos and Dina Gordon. Mixing by Neil Pogue. I think I know who that is, actually. Shout out, Neil Pogue. Do I know who that is? Uh, Shout out, Steve Lacey, for making a song that will forever be, remind me of September 2022. Okay. You you ever hear music, you just hear it, you're just like, ah, I know where I was when this came out. Yeah, yeah, That's that's your September 22 album. That's the one. I don't think I've had a new timeline album for me in a minute. I don't think. When's the last album I listened to that was like new? What about After Hours? Besides that, dude, I, I was uh, I was in uh, Huntington last week. And I was in an Uber going from Huntington to Santa Ana. And this guy, first of all, knew like someone from like my hometown that I didn't know. But it was kind of weird. Two, he was in LA from like 2016 to 2020. And I was like, oh man, I, w- I was there 18 to 20. I was doing like content, music, events stuff. He was like, yeah, I think I might have I might have heard what you guys were doing. In LA? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. What we were doing was kind of cool. Big impact. I hang out with a guy frequently that uh, apparently applied to adobe house oh yeah, yeah yeah and like was in contact with you but he thought it was freaking adobe no no i don't think he thought it was adobe but he thought it was like something he didn't think it was <laughs> oh, it a was. bunch of oh it was huh oh it was <laughs> yeah he didn't he think re- it was like some 20 something year olds in a house he screwed he the thought... pooch dude did he get accepted uh i don't think he did yeah no he didn't cut it yeah i didn't cut it Adobe House. Da, 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 da. 
How do you think da, 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 that <laughs> commercial-free royalty music student was it? I don't know, but I heard that song somewhere else, and I got mad. It's like, <laughs> that's my song. That's what uh, the cats were on uh, Always Sunny. They used a commercial-free for their for their theme song, so mm-hmm. they just hear it and everything. Yeah, damn that bar where they filmed that, or I guess the exterior of it is very close to where I live, and I was getting my morning juice and i was like hey that's fucking patty's pub what the fuck Patty's pub did you go inside or no, it's different inside huh yeah i think they film it on a set somewhere else but the outside i, is I know here. that at least one part it might be the inside but one part is la and the other some other scenes are in philadelphia it might be the interior i'm not positive do they actually film that in philadelphia there's there's at least some i think uh recurring uh scenes what's it called places that are in uh, philadelphia did you know that show's supposed to take place in la like what do you mean like the setting of it was supposed to be them but in los angeles and they're all i think instead of working at a bar they're all like trying to get a show off the ground uh, that same like dynamic class but then they're yeah. like let's just they just changed it last minute i guess i feel like i might have heard them talk about that and it was I feel like it wouldn't have done as well. Yeah, I think that's that was kind of the gist of like it's more gritty and like fun, and you can do like wacky stuff from just like cats in like the middle of Philadelphia. Is this still on? No. Yeah, it's running. Really? Yeah, yeah, they're going. They uh, Max doing like a bunch of other stuff, right? Yeah, they're all doing a bunch of other stuff. Um, I know the. Dennis uh, took a couple seasons away from writing to do his own thing, um, but he was still acting in it, and he came back to the writing room. Um, but Mac has a, that Wrexham show. Charlie's always been the movie dude. Uh, Dennis was doing stuff. And then Dee's just Man, a freaking do do bird, you know? <laughs> Dee's in a tree somewhere, nesting. <laughs> Which he's not acting uh, as a person, she is actually an ostrich. <laughs> actually at the LA Zoo <laughs> with her coop or nesting her. Hey, come on, come on. Inside joke writing that persists decades out for some dudes doing a podcast to keep the joke running. It's just... a, a sunny Philadelphia fan podcast. Oh, Just dude. Analyze each episode. You know, they, have, they, they ran a podcast. Have you seen it? I bet. I have it. They, uh, have they started it. I up. I, I hate seeing them out of character, man. Uh no, it's it's cool. It's still it's still fun because it's the same thing. Seeing Charlie Day be smart. <laughs> Seeing Charlie like, Day as as not as not that is a little jarring. <laughs> yeah, because like, Charlie Day fuck? is kind of like he is he's kind of the alpha of the group. Let's all be honest here. <laughs> yeah, like fucking Danny DeVito's the same. Oh, Danny DeVito's. Uh, I don't know what uh the one where you don't need to be on screen to be the top dog, but yes the fucking a-list and everyone else's b-list yeah um but they they started a pod and they were gonna go through and analyze every episode and then they got kind of bored with it after like five episodes but it's a solid it's a solid uh watch if you watch it i would cringe i would never watch my own show oh yeah yeah they well they said i think a lot of it wasn't cringe I think some episodes that were like bad overall, they said were just cringeworthy, but 
I mean, they make a good product, man. How do you think they nitpick it sometimes? Yeah. Can't cringe at a good product. I like how uh, they're able to maintain that like childlike, childlike, playful humor as adults and like turn it into something everyone can enjoy. They said, uh, because Charlie went away, not away, but he was doing like whenever he was in those big blockbusters for stretchy years, um, he came back and this was the ethos that they said that like fills a void that always Sonny fills is that they really have the most creative control with it. So they think they're like, oh man, we have, you know, all the funny and like sticks they do because they've had the most writing and control over it with the FX. And they, they're like, sometimes you're like, oh, I got to go away and do like, you know, movies and stuff. And then Charlie comes back and is like, guys, this is, this is it. This is like the fun thing that people like want to do that they can't. For real. Grass is always greener, but yeah, that's like, it, it uh, has always been like something they could, like the, Always Sunny is the type of show you think of making when you're like thinking of making a show. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, like, so when they did it, when did that show start? 2005 like, or something? Yeah, like early knots. Yeah, so like when they did it, it was like pretty unheard of how much like creative control they have. But now I'm a huge believer in in 2022. If you have a show and you make it and you put it on the internet and it's good, like people will find it. And if it's good enough, like Hollywood will come knocking in some way, shape, or form. So like, I feel like everybody can make that kind of show now. You know, there's a couple people that are doing it. Like what? I was gonna say, please don't ask me. <laughs> Nothing comes to mind. But there's like people I follow like on Instagram that are like really good at fucking comedy sketches. Like uh, really? this guy named Adam W. He's pretty okay. I could see him doing a show. Um, he seems you, like a Vine style humor. Do you know the comedian? Um, he, he Shane Gillis. Uh, someone told me about Shane. Gillis. He rolls with like Mark Norman. In like New York comedy. Nah. Um, he had it like a YouTube sketch show. And I was I was about to say that I haven't seen like sketch shows or like Instagram sketches besides like seven second TikTok stuff in a minute. Mm-hmm. He made like solid sketch show stuff and he was about to do SNL and then he made like an Asian joke with that as slur and they got Oh, Chris was telling me about this and he got canceled because like it was on a podcast or something. Yeah, he, he had said, a podcast. He said a slur. But now his like podcast is more popular than ever. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's like a now a classic like podcast comedian guy. Oh, good for him. Um Oh, he also said or Chris told me this. He also said he said way worse stuff and he's glad they found that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's it's like it's 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 funny stuff, you know, dark racial humor stuff. Yeah. Um and then like him and that Mark Norman guy, and then there's another guy. But Mark Norman dude is a quick witted feller. Uh but it's those cats are like New York and kind of like the new wave of like podcast comedians. Um, they're fun, but he he was doing sketches and they were like solid sketches. But other than that, I, I haven't seen like people do comedy sketches in a minute. Yeah. Does good sketches. Nobody. 
SNL doesn't but, even do good sketches. Anyway, but, I mean, worst sketches I've ever seen. Fucking oh. um, what are they? Called? What am I? Seagal? I don't watch SNL. Rice, rice gum. Did, rice gum. <laughs> head gum. Oh, a sketch head gum that does good, made me chuckle. Classic, but like that's like college humor, Jake and Amir. Like that's kind of not new. Yeah. Are they are they still above water? What are they? I, I I was watching um, their uh, like YouTube short or something a couple weeks ago. I guess I think so. They're doing that together. I think Amir has a basketball podcast that's doing okay, and uh, Jake does like some Dungeons and Dragons like podcast that's pretty big. Dude, Dungeons and Dragon content kills in the podcast world. World. Yeah, it's pretty niche. Pretty interesting. Down, bro. And it's so like unexpected because Jake's such a good-looking guy. You'd expect it to be switched, you know. He do the basketball, mean? and Jake do, and Amir do the Dungeons and Dragons. You you would concept. think that Jake would do the cool stuff. Yeah, you think that, <laughs> <laughs> that Jake be getting all the hoes, and Amir just be watching because I mean, that was a character. In LeBron the, in the stats, and let's let's get on brand with it, guys. Come on, aesthetic wise. Yeah. God damn. The girl's funny too. Classic. I forget. I don't know her name, but yeah. And also that one guy who's here is that long. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Classic dude. He's a friend of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> is he still with that one girl? Probably not. I don't know, but I feel like I have more acquaintances with that one girl than I do with Jeffrey. Yes, I would also say <laughs> so. so. I guess I'm. I would be on her side, but I don't really know her, so I'd be on Jeffrey's side. I don't know her either. Team Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey makes me laugh. Kinda. Jeffrey's Jeffrey's a, a solid, solid guy. Yeah, you know, just living and working in fucking Silver Lake or wherever that place is. I love Silver Lake. I low key like it. When's the last time you were in Huntington Beach? Huntington Beach. Probably like uh, around New Year's. I can actually tell you exactly, like New Year's Day, probably. I went to another money-related festival. I saw Big Boy. Big Boy of Outcast fame at Huntington Beach as as a performer. Oh, sweet! Is, uh, Have you ever heard of... about financial advisors, and tech, and money? What's it called? Uh, it was called Future Proof, held by Advisor Circle and Rich Holtz Wealth. Shout out. The hmm. boys. Have you ever heard of Vid Summit? I just, I saw that commercial. Yeah, someone was telling me about it, and he was like, dude. Are YouTubers it's back like, now? He was like, he described it perfectly. Because at first I had no interest. I still don't really have interest, but he's like, dude. It's like VidCon, except they price out all the fucking teenagers and all oh, the fans. Cool. <laughs> so, so it's just like people that are like industry people. Yeah, yeah. And well, apparently, that is, Mr. that is cool because like VidCon was like VidCon was always like retail. Yeah, VidCon got like real bad real fast. Yeah, but that's what low key what VidCon was in the beginning. It was kind of like industry it was for people. community people. Yeah, but then, but then fucking... you know what you know what the pivot was was when. All those teenage girls were flocking towards one of the Pauls. I would argue it was before that. I remember that being like the last stick in the camel's butt. I remember around Ray William Johnson era, there were yeah. some fucking teenage boy uh, 
stars on YouTube that were starting to pop up that were like they had like a Justin Bieber pop star fangirl status. And I was like, this is becoming like different. I don't think I want to come here anymore. But yeah, no, it's almost like a thousand bucks and Mr. Beast owns like half of it. And it's just like uh, you just talk about like, you know, how to grow as a company. That is cool. I'd rather go to a YouTube growth con than a YouTube fan con. Comic yeah, control. fuck YouTube fan con. <laughs> Vid. Vid. But dude, I've been I'm so I came I came back from Atlanta and I was like hyped and like energetic and I came back from Huntington and I had like maybe one or like I was finna go to London and right now it's like I'm on the fence if I'm traveling where. Oh, I. I'm I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, where's you out, huh? It does, but because last time I was like, bro, let's go. We still going. I think this time I had like, I just, I was chugging espressos all day. So whatever chemical that floods your mind, I think I'm at a, like the, the trough end of that right now. Uh-huh. And uh, it's not, I, I've had to sleep for like two days. I feel you. Wait, so you recently came back from Huntington? I came back Wednesday. Yeah, it's quite a, it's quite a bit of traveling. Train? Train, yeah. Sometimes it's good to just stay home. I love it when the weekend hits. I have nothing to do. I was at the gym for like a couple hours today. I was like, dude, I can stay here all day, you know? <laughs> I do. Dude, I got I to gotta either hit a gym or get some good dumbbells. Because whenever I hit a hotel gym, I, oh. I, I swell up like a ball, dude. <laughs> Never. Fuck a hotel gym. I could be, I could be stoked on my swollenness. All right, yeah. I, do, I do. I think I'm going to have to be in L.A. I'm doing uh, uh, a speaker gig for blockchain joint. You want to go to blockchain summit? When? November one through three. Yeah. Sure. Go for fucking work. Yeah. Dude, you could do that. Playing around with a uh, bubble, dude. Yeah. It's the way, it, dude. It can get powerful. Hmm. You know, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface, and I'm like, what? I'm watching these videos. This guy's like, "Yeah, make a fucking Uber from scratch." Make That's the thing. So I was I was looking at the templates and stuff, and uh, I was thinking the overall like because someone picks a template, and then there's fifty thousand people that are making an app that's a super saturated vertical of this app. Yeah, but this is my thought process on that. So I started with the template. And then I dug into it, and I was like, bro, this is way too fucking difficult. Like, and then I just was like, fuck this, you know? So I feel like there's, like, a really high, like, barrier to entry. It's just like, what the fuck is this shit, you know? Because you expect, like, Wix or WordPress or something, mm. and it's totally different. And I was watching some videos, and people were like, no, it's not for making just websites. Like, you can make products. Like, you can make back-end software for, like, a restaurant or to, like... For fucking, you know, you can make like a fucking product. Okay, I was like, okay, let me give this another shot. And so I like started from like a beginner's crash course, like from the very beginning. And then I like got a foundation. And I was like, okay, now I know the basics. Let me jump to something more advanced. And I'm like learning shit. I'm like, oh, okay. Like after a few months of this, I can put something together that's like fucking as good as if I were to like code it up, you know? Okay. So it is is more of learning coding language just a little bit of easier barrier to entry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless yeah. So instead of like building. the way, yeah, the way I describe it is 
like the front end is like drag and drop, right? But then when you're programming stuff on the back end, you're not using code, but you're still using like logic. So you have to like tell things what to do and like bring it, like make a database in the background and shit. And I'm just like, damn, like this is like fucking literally what I needed. Cause I have tons of app ideas, just like, just don't know how to make them, you know? Yeah. So I'm just going to focus a lot of my energy on that. Forward. That is product. Product is yeah. good to have. It's just, what else can I do? Like, so fucking, you can make fucking, it's not for native apps for iOS and shit, but like people still are able to do that. It's mainly for uh, web apps. But what really sold me was that the fact that you can make like, the fact that you can totally design like front end and back end um, user interface experiences. So like if you wanted to make a social network and then like allow somebody to like go in and edit their own profile picture and like change their password and shit, like that's that's fucking nuts to me. And how it works is Bubble, um, unlike WordPress where you have to like find another host, Bubble hosts it itself. It uses Amazon Web Services and out of the box, it gives you the hosting and it gives you the stuff to like have users and have um, like passwords and that's pretty much it. And then everything else is like you just make. Hmm. So Sounds like a, an amazing way to get a lot of emails. It's an amazing way to get, bro. <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars could be saved. Like just like shit that I've made in a couple hours, I look at it, I'm like, bro, this is like two or three developers that would have taken a couple weeks just to get this off the ground. And I just started, like, I just started it, you know? Welcome to the future. Welcome to the future, bro. Like, they should teach this to kids in school. For real. Oh, no code. Get a, a elementary no code game going and through the through the years. Yeah, and if you want to learn. Like, a, on a blockchain. Yeah, and if you want to learn how to code, like, this is a great way to start. Because once you, sure. like, figure out how this works, like, I'm sure code is sure, obviously Sure, rather harder, than freaking but... back end into, like... Yeah, Java. Because <laughs> when I was taking coding classes, bro, yeah. I didn't see a user interface for fucking months. It was just... yeah the the um the like vision of what you can make, and that's probably what Bubble fixes. But the 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 vision of this will be outputting this, and to like wrap your head around that as you're coding things is mm-hmm. very segmented. If you're learning like C plus plus or something. Yeah, because it's I also like think... you're you're building tiny features here and there, most likely, and that's yeah. always what's been different of like back end, front end stuff, and like UX versus a coded button on the top left corner. I think a lot of the programmers, like the coders, yeah, moving forward will like be making stuff like Bubble. Yeah. Or people like me yeah and they'll be working on like fucking like really super difficult stuff like ai machine learning shit you know that probably you can't do with drag and drop shit yet meaning what but programming I mean, ai to do stuff and like, like programming like that. self-driving car like shit like not making web applications to sell fucking socks you know 
making like really sophisticated stuff to make tools, you know? Yeah. But uh, I do. I think those people will be paid fucking super well, but th- those jobs will get harder and more scarce because like. That's probably what's needed right now in in um, in terms of let's say America as a country innovating technology. Probably reached a plateau of you know programmers making things and, and apps and things. Like the coolest top companies right now are Apple and Enterprise Tools for companies and Amazon databases to hold everything in. So if you have those tools that a kid with a lot of ideas can make a product in with with a few hours of and months of work, you probably get a, a bit more of idea banks getting deposits in. Exactly. So you're right. We don't need more coders. We need more programmers. Mm. Tell me the difference between coder and programmer. So coding is just like, how do I explain it? Coding is like the language you are using to program, to tell the computer what to do. But you don't have to use code to program. You can use something else to program, right? So with coding, you're essentially like using like ones and zeros to tell the computer to do something. But you could use ones and zeros is a bad example. You're using um, characters. But you can like, use like what colors. Wolfram Alpha did. Wolfram Alpha, I believe, did, where they uh-huh. they were doing normal language, uh, human languages, written languages, into computational stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so, so, like, whatever. Br- bridging like... the languages of programming equals process or activity of writing computer programs. Yeah, so whatever whatever the computer just uses to follow instructions, and coding is one of the ways to do that. But coding is so sophisticated, it can create tools to make it easier. A computer program is a sequence or set of instructions in a programming language for a computer to execute. Man, the uh, so so when you sent me that that uh, video of programming languages and you said the end was cool what were you what end did you like i was talking about the part where it goes from because it essentially went from like because each each programming language is just made from another programming language right so you, you gotta think like where's the where's the beginning so the part where it went from whatever coding language they were talking about to transistors yeah, or the zeros and ones to transistors. That part was cool. The, uh, metal trans, uh, porting the electricity. Yeah. I was like, what the, like what? And it even said like what year each thing started. One of them was like 16 something. I was like, what, what was that with a miss Ada? Yeah. Something like that. I think she was in the 1800s. What Cardano is named after? Nerds, am I right? Fucking nerds. They even mentioned Haskell, which Cardano yeah, yeah. written in. Fucking nerds. Just the, the the goats, dude. Icons of the biz. Yeah, God I got them. I got a, I got posters on my wall. I bet there's a there's a group of kids that have posters of programmers like that. Charles Hoskinson stole my girl. 
can't get her back. I missed uh he he popped up in a Twitter space that I, I could have been hosting. Was he beefing with Drake? <laughs> no, he's <laughs> has has there been has there been a celebrity I, I i'd probably assume vitalik would be the one but has there been a celebrity that that talked to one of these crypto cats like i could see like drake posting up with charles um fucking ashton kutcher is pretty tight with vitalik yeah but... ashton kutcher is not cool anymore <laughs> not. you know like like a picture with drake and hoskinson a picture weird. of Snoop Dogg with J.P. Morgan. Snoop Dogg and Vitalik, I could see. I could see Vitalik's that shit. Freaking... Troji horse, dude. Dude, Vitalik should do some push-ups. <laughs> if he did Vitalik, well, day, Vitalik's one of those guys that's like, I have enough money to cure any disease I get, so I don't need to exercise. So like maybe he gets his physical endurance from just millions of impact outside of his own self. Yeah, but like muscular. Or he's just getting that sweet, sweet juice from Chase. Or he's just too busy sucking fucking everyone's girl that he has no time to go to the gym. (laughs) Bro, I was, uh, I got, during the concert part of this conference festival, Free IPAs. Your battery's exhausted, dude. Fuck! <laughs> Keep it going. That's how I was busy hyping everyone's girl. Did you count down the merge, man? We all. I didn't even know it was happening. That. Really? What? Did you know the merge was happening? No, I knew it was come happening. On, I just didn't care. POS, dude, come on. Proof, I, proof oh, God. Stink, dude. I, come on, dude. Uh, Oh God! I work at a crypto news company. I'm over it. For, uh, hey man, you're telling me? <laughs> Why do you think I'm going towards Trapfly? I'm over it. Uh, yeah, I I get it. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a cat. Uh, it's like a adjacent colleague of mine, and uh, he is kind of like a degen with it. Um. And a little bit more on the tech side. Not even like fully tech side, but he, you know, he likes tornado cash and stuff. Um, you know, rest in peace to the homies. <laughs> uh, and he was like, and I was like, well, you're talking to retail from like a branding perspective, right? This is a, a software upgrade to like a system. And he's like, no, dude, we can't call it a software upgrade. And then I was listening to cats, like kind of financial tradfi cats talk about crypto and they're like yeah it's like a software update i'm like i'm telling you people people understand software update they're not going to know it's a freaking hard fork to a different mechanism of verification why did he think it wasn't a software update it kind of is it no yeah that's what i'm saying but he was like oh we can't call it a software update these these nerds on twitter are gonna laugh at us (laughs) what (laughs) but it's a software update man like don't kid yourself it's like, damn, okay. It's a bunch of software besides the hardware node. Everything, this whole thing is software. Like, that's everything. So, we were talking about transistors. I was looking at my phone. All electricity, but, like, Wi-Fi, not electricity? Wi-Fi? I don't know how that works. Radio waves or something? 
That's what I'm saying. I was trying to like bridge that to. Well, I mean, like, you need electricity for radio waves. Um, I'm not an electrician. I'm not a physicist or whatever the fuck that profession is. Electrician. Just have a podcast. Just have a podcast <laughs> and make 30 times more than any physicist alive. Except says Joe Rogan. <laughs> that guy is loaded. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just, I was I was thinking about the very like nitty gritty electricity of what computers are, and then Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is wild. I don't have the answer, but I I thought that was a cool amalgamation of two things. You ever think about how Wi-Fi and Bluetooth are everywhere? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I sure it is like I you sure do, to any country and like the Wi-Fi logo is just there. Talk about it, mate. Whoever branding the Wi-Fi logo, solid. Yes. Someone came up with that shit. Someone I made remember. WWW. I, I, the guy who made WWW. I don't know what it is. I think it's a protocol. Yeah. Uh, it's still alive, and he like talked at like Web Summit. Is it Sam Berners Lee? Maybe. Tim Berners-Lee was the creator of the internet. But was he creator of the WWE protocol? I don't think so. How come Tim Berners-Lee isn't just swimming in pussy? Probably because he wanted a decentralized internet. <laughs> Probably because like, he wanted nobody to profit off the internet. He, yeah, he was like, hey guys, connect people. Let's, just, let's just all you know, read information and stuff. And huh? and Amazon these, has entered these... the chat. <laughs> And everyone was down with it. And they're like, yo, dude, this kid, this guy is literally like revolutionizing the world. Let's all help him out. And we can just get smart like like Alexandria Library, you know? And then in comes Yahoo. <laughs> I don't know how the internet would have been it is Tim decentralized back then. WWW. Maybe it I'm is. thinking of... No, it might be him. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how it would have been decentralized back then. It was just too expensive to have. It was. A, that's how like the original internet was. It was more like decentralized as Web three people see it. As was it? Was it supposed to be like a thing? Asking you as if you were this age in nineteen eighty something. Ask you. You think it was supposed to be like what it is today in terms of scale, or do you think it would just be a thing that a few people used? That's a good question. Um. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know the history of why they tried to start it up. The old internet. <laughs> <laughs> internet Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. You guys, we got this new product we're making. <laughs> we need backers. Man, it's crazy to think it really was like a product that somebody made, or you know, a group of people made. But uh, yeah, me and my computer buddies are gonna use this. <laughs> To talk to so each other we're thinking Wednesday of a company night. that's it's kind of like what we do we're gonna we're not gonna be like a company it's kind of like a dispersed thing and like it's kind of like i can send numbers to my buddy over yeah like what's the wall. pitch <laughs> um you don't have to be in the same room as me it's pretty amazing actually. let's see it's called email <laughs> tpip tim berners lee invented world wide web in 1989 ding 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 not, like not even, not even like seventy two. <laughs> wait, 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 what, what year? World Wide Web, nineteen eighty nine. 
Yeah, that was like yesterday. <laughs> like quite literally. Uh, co-founder, CTO of Interrupt.com, tech startup which uses, promotes, and helps develop the open source solid platform. You know, what's interesting is that there's this is probably the first time in history where there have been a significant amount of people that lived a huge chunk of their lives without the greatest communication tool in the history of mankind. And at the same time, simultaneously, there's a huge chunk of people that haven't lived without it. So there's... Yeah, but say it again, because I was looking at Tim Berners-Lee. There's people that have grown up with the internet, and there's, so there's those people, people who have grown that, up yeah. without it. Right. And yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is, 20... The... the, the, the youngest millennials are in a weird weird position because we're we're like, like the what, last us? bastion that you know like 96 95 that were on the cusp of like growing up with internet like like a couple years before like 91 there's still cats that are like dumb and like scared of the internet like my older cousins like <laughs> i was talking to sean lee shout out sean lee just turn it tour in India right now. I was, I was talking to Sean Lee when I, when I was in Huntington during the big boy concert, free IPAs. When it's time to time to drink, you know, when it's time to drink, it's time to drink. Free Never. <laughs> this this guy this guy rolled up to me at the end. One of the, the guy in the booth, and he had a a big bucket of ice. He's like, "Yo, I got some sodas, uh, and you know, don't tell anyone." And by like, I got two Coronas, and it was like five p.m. And I was like, ah. I'll have one. Like when it, and I said, when it's time, it's time, you know. Uh, and I went back. You're in Huntington. Got to I got, I got the other one. It's like, it's time. When it's time to drink, it's time to drink, bro. Uh, so throughout the night, a whole bunch of IPAs going buck wild when big boys. This probably people looking around like, yo, what is this kid doing? <laughs> I'm running through the audience of financial advisors. <laughs> <laughs> it's big boy, bro. Players Anthem was playing. You can't not run around if Players Anthem is playing. Anyways. Um. I ended up going to freaking bars that night, which I would like never do. Uh oh. <laughs> My phone ran Uh-oh. out. Uh of- oh, <laughs> earn your leisure. You got to earn that leisure, bro. <laughs> was that leisure earned? I mean, I was doing market research. I was doing research. <laughs> Have I earned it? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the process of earning it, you know, <laughs> and monet- like return wise, monetarily, completely unearned. Uh, but. I was doing market research of how I can, you know, help financial professionals. And while you were there, you know, you go out at night, go to bars. It appeared, I was pretty, like, not sober at that point, but it was, like, packed. And I was like, who are y'all? And there's, like, young people. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Um, but my phone died, and I had a paper and a pen in my pocket, and I was... It was only two ladies, but I went up to two ladies like, yo, let me get your number <laughs> and write it down, this piece of paper. <laughs> For market research. That, that, would, that would, you know, yeah, just to learn how like a young female population tries to learn about finance is all. Right. So you took them both to your hotel. <laughs> <laughs> the first one, the first one uh, just wrote weird question mark. And then I was like, All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> Man, that's enough. Of, fuck, who needs those 19 years? What are they doing in the bar anyway? As I'm saying, we all do it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, th- th- when I was at that bar, I was there for a long time and just listening to a DJ. And I was in a booth by myself just going buck because the DJ was going wild. He was going wild with it. And then I got some pizza at another place and got a number. 
I think I lost it. But anyways, I was like, yo, Sean Lee, he was talking about technology. And I was like, did people in the past just like have like a, like a Rolodex, like a notepad that just hose numbers or what? You know, Maybe, you whip, I don't know. You whip it out and you're like, freaking Tanisha, Saria. I feel like it was just like, ooga booga sex now. And then <laughs> they, just went, they just went to work. You didn't have a notepad that just rolled in the honeys? Well, a note, like to what? Call them on what phone? On the home phone. Are you talking about like, uh, well, like what time period are we talking? Eh, 92. Okay, I thought we were talking like back in the day when there was no electricity. No, no, uh, like like your older cousins. Uh, I, I mean, I, I have phone books and shit. Phone books? As yeah, you know, but that was for like calling business. Yeah, we you gotta have a whole a, a whole notepad. Notepad. I feel hoe. like I feel like so like if you want to if you want to call the hoe, you have to like call her fucking home phone and ask to speak to her. her. Let's assume she's like. Has her own place at this point. <laughs> people made okay. People, I don't know because you know sometimes I think about because my parents were dating when they were in their late twenties in Los Angeles and late twenties. Huh? I think about like how they like made plans. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it's a, it's like, what if they're not home? <laughs> I, like I don't you get it. I don't voice. understand. You leave a voicemail. There was a voice machine. There was a voice machine. My mom used to say she used to like go to work and like like sometimes like her car wouldn't start or some shit. Yeah. And she would like have to call her uncle to come get her. Yeah. And like he would just know where she was. Like she would just be like, I'm here at, at this street and you just be there in fifteen minutes. Yeah. Well yeah, you gotta first impeccable timing too, right? I, I'm, I'm when I'm outside. I'm pretty like good on like my timing. Like I, it's pretty dope. Pretty proud of it. Yeah. One time when I was in LA last time, I my phone was dying, and this Russian like super not English native Russian Uber driver was like, "Yo, I was either I was either about to go to 25th Street to hang out with the kids that live there because <laughs> last what? time I want to go. I, <laughs> I did. I had to pick because last time I went on live a couple years ago, there was like college kids that were living there and they knew about Adobe. And I was like, what's up, dudes? So I was either about to go there. And at this point, I was like, I'm gonna go there and charge my phone. Or I have like 2%. I have to coordinate with this Russian Uber driver to pick me up at a certain area. And I did that. And, you know, you have to be like, all right, go to freaking uh, LaGuardia Street and be there. I was like, I see you. They don't, uh, they don't, um, but there was there a chance that they like wouldn't answer the door if you went to Adobe? Yeah, so that's what I had to, that's what I had to, you know, risk and reward 2%, still really trying hard to talk to this Russian because I was still talking to her at this point. And I was like, yo, where are you at? Can you come to this spot? And she was like, no, <laughs> and she couldn't, I think she couldn't get in the USC. And I was like, all right. I'm going to have to uh, find this car because if these kids don't live there, like, it was kind of late, like, I'm going to be, you know, have to walk back to freaking Santa Monica. Oh, I'm, I mean, you probably didn't know this, but the train's right there. Take <laughs> <laughs> you I'm, straight there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> Literally straight to Santa Monica in like 20 minutes. <laughs> I knew that, but I think at that time... uh yeah, I was also 
somewhat not sober. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, God, it's happening. <laughs> like your phone yeah, dies as the train is pulling up. As you, as you say that, my met the Benzel picture in my mind is uh, about four minutes to my left. It was Expo. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, great train. Yeah, solid, huh? That's my favorite train. It's not, it's not the UK's transit system, but it's a pretty okay transit system. You know they're gonna, they're trying or someone's trying to build a gondola like a cable car from Union Station to Dodger Stadium. A gondola, like a water? Mm, not the boat, okay. but like the the fucking like thing. Okay, like uh, like in New York, where they got the the high up on the platform or something else. Like the. It's just like suspended on the wire. Yeah. Like you go up the mountains. Mm-hmm. Sure. Hmm. I think that'd be neat. It would obviously be paid with tax payer money, but I mean we've wasted money on worse <laughs> things. Way worse things. You can do and I think that Yeah, well, come on. That would alleviate traffic. We were blowing up people, bro. <laughs> yeah. Blowing up like, people is a net negative. It would go from uh Union Station to Chinatown to to Dodger Stadium. So if you're getting off the train, you can yeah. just go straight there without taking the bus. Yeah, I do. What they should do, and, and it might be hard with just public transit as a whole, but if they could make like a, a medium tier, like a little higher priced public transit, and just I don't know, it's a little bit cleaner. And oh, maybe city because, bus premium, metro. Yeah, premium. like and maybe price does that with people like peeing and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe you have, you pay a little bit more to clean it. It's called um, Uber, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a couple public, but so maybe a little below Uber. I don't know. Yeah. So it's not City like bus is pretty nasty. Yeah, you know, and like that doesn't help anybody's like mental state as like a, si- a society and a city as whole. Nah, clean neighborhoods. Like if you have clean good. transit, you you'll probably make ten percent more happy population to do better stuff. Let's clean it up, Mayor. <laughs> it probably mayor. there's probably solid like in like I don't know I'm, I'm maybe the UK is cleaner like somewhere in Switzerland or like Spain or like Mexico maybe but like there's probably studies where you see cleaner public transit equals a happier population which probably gives a return either people more willing to work or people making more stuff. Oh, absolutely. There's there's definitely studies that a cleaner community in general. Like if I were the I don't know how LA sanitation works, but if I were the mayor of LA, I would like make it a priority to have a lot of people like going around the city just picking up trash. You know? Yeah. Some parts of LA is fucking awful. And I think it's I don't know if it's like a district thing mm. or how it works, but fucking some parts of LA, like Koreatown. It's like they don't give a fucking shit. It's like they don't care. Like, Chinatown's okay. Downtown's all right. But Koreatown looks like the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, ever. Like, dumpsters. Like, fill. Like, yeah. overflowing. Like, it was like uh, that one weekend at Adobe House. Yeah, yeah. It's like what Adobe House most always was. I'm saying the specific... Uh... Shout out to the homies across this. Uh, what was his name? Todd. Shout out Todd across the street. Hope your dumpster. Hope your dumpster is good and healthy, buddy. 
one time I cleaned the backyard, it took me like four hours. I filled up my truck with trash all the way to the top. Like there's a mountain, a small pile. And I took it to some other apartment and I threw it in their dumpster. See, that was the, that was the Todd situation. <laughs> yeah. But some lady was definitely like looking at me. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a, definitely a, a, a neighborhood peer. No, no, for sure. People don't like when you do that. No, as, as someone now that. who knows a tiny bit more about property, I I understand Todd. And- I would have done what Todd did for sure. I probably would have done a little more. <laughs> it was I'm Todd. Todd probably would have done a little more. <laughs> yeah, it's so. But you know that his like his property manager dropped his keys in in the driveway on twenty fifth. Property manager. So it was Todd, and then the the cat who like does stuff around the property. Uh-huh. Uh, had a bunch of keys and while they were dumping trash i think homie dropped his keys and i picked up the keys and like walked it back to him but there was a whole lot of like it could have been neighbor warring probably too far but i had keys to these cats houses and i decided to be nice <laughs> damn what am i gonna do go in this lady's house <laughs> go in there and take your shit <laughs> yeah uh take this person who lives here <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fuck you for doing for wronging us. We're literally wrong doing others. <laughs> fuck you for trying to live peacefully while we have our parties every yeah, yeah. How, how dare you try to sleep for a year straight? How dare you be ninety five <laughs> while we have these you don't, ragers all night? Miss Katie probably had it the best. She probably had bad hearing. She woke up a Sunday morning and was like, "Wow, it's really nice out." <laughs> she woke up refreshed. We're probably babies to her. For real, man. Older I was I was talking queen. to like a like a, I was a, a few people I was talking to. I was talking to a homie who was cool, and uh, I was like, he was like a physician, and he was doing cannabis stuff now. And I, and I was still kind of inebriated during the concert night. And I was like, <laughs> Have you seen the the bit where Kevin Hart is talking to? Uh, I think it's the the Captain America guy, um, Captain, not Captain Falcon. But he's the he's the black dude who's the the other character. Yeah. Or like I, I think he's actually it, the new but, Captain uh, America, huh? I forget his name. Uh but Anthony Mackey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kevin Hart was like, How old are you? And he said his age, and then Kevin Hart said, Damn. Okay, first of all, that was Don Cheadle. You raised Oh my bad, asshole. my bad. <laughs> you said his name. I said sure <laughs> him. You <laughs> said is Don you, said not the, you said the new Captain America, dude. Okay, so I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I was Don wrong. Cheadle, Don Cheadle was the old Iron Man. Okay, I'm close. No, 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 wait, no. He was the new Iron Man. Because they just switched him out for another black guy. So, all right. So, it's not completely unmarvel related. Hey, yo, they all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> I get like a C plus. It's funny because they don't. Because Don Cheadle was like nothing I've ever seen before. Okay, hold up. But yeah, no, Don Cheadle was talking to Kevin Hart. I I did see that. That was funny. It's it's a little racist. I'm sorry. Was that planned? What? You think Kevin Hart's... Damn. They look a little similar. Jesus Christ. Let me not dig this hole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so it was that bit. But someone... I was talking to a a man and he's like, like, so how old are you? He's like 45. And it's like, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, you talking to someone that was 45? Yeah, yeah. First of all, he looked solid for 45, but I was like, eesh, Jesus. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Pretty old. 
But I was talking to just like, you know, 40 year olds. And I was like, I'm 20 something. And they're like, dang, you a baby. I was like, oh, heck yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, makes you feel like you got time. I used to think that. I, I briefly knew a guy who was like 32 and he told me that I was a baby. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. He told me that I was a baby when I told him I was 26 at the time. And like a month later, he died. So <laughs> it doesn't matter how old you are, because we can die anytime. Is the moral of the story? Hey, here we go, Rick and Bart, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the moral. Dude. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, that's and I've said it on the pod before. I forget. I can't attribute to who said it for real. So apologies, but um, yeah, people underestimate just how little time they possibly could have because like you're not guaranteed to live to your 90 <laughs> yeah actually it's pretty unlikely it's um, actually 70 <laughs> i was looking at a chart about 70 to 80 is what you're looking at sometimes i walk like on the sidewalk and i'm like bro like what if a car just smashes into me like just yeah it's, it's wild to have the human brain really like represses all the amount of danger <laughs> yeah or like even like you could just be in your car mind your own business and somebody just like Rear end that car, man, to kill the you. car joint. Shout out the brain bad. for for making people feel safe when they're in a car, but like all the trust you have to give to the surrounding cars is ridiculous. Yeah, we put a lot of trust in cars. You think that's just from people just being in baby in cars since they were babies? Well, I mean, it's still, I, I mean, like drivers, not cars itself. Oh yeah, but yeah, I'm sure you know, horse to car transition, people are like, y'all are going to freaking make explosions but like <laughs> so propel much you trust forward. In, <laughs> but like so much trust in driving, people be texting, doing their makeup. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's like it's, it's, too it's probably much trust. the same thing. Um, that's still driver. Like that's not the car. But yeah. when you're on the road, car equals driver. So just the car's going so fast. We're just, and just like the car in front of you, like just as you see, like as okay, so you see it as whatever size, and it stays that relative size, and it can be <laughs> all that has to happen is the super quick that small size of car in front of you just becomes real big, and then it's in your face in no you. time, yeah, half a second, yeah. milliseconds, and like you at that you can't in that scenario, like there's nothing you can do. <laughs> it's nuts how driving is just the most extreme cooperation between yeah. humans you know it's i'm surprised there's not more car accidents it's the bloodstream i mean humans as an organism like it's it's going through the blood yeah. it's like we're like ants yeah macros micro micros macro man it's the fucking the, the trade off like risk death, but you get somewhere real fast. You get somewhere. You get somewhere real fast. I don't want yeah, to carry that, my groceries by hand. About everybody at a certain point, it, it'll probably be less in the next few years. But liking remote work so much is like, dude. There's a lot of risk of like going outside. <laughs> not to be like you know super soft, but like if I could not do that, you know. I, you got to think about that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, we all make risk assessments every day when we go outside. That's true. You know, some people just don't leave. Some people, what is that called? Like, Hermits. There's like a, an actual medical term, though. Something oh. A, I think. Hermaphrodite. <laughs> it's not. Let me see. Forgot. I don't know. But yeah, you're like afraid of outside. Oh, uh, 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 uh. I don't know. Let's see. That that's a little like you, you've had trauma in your life. <laughs> afraid of outside. Shout out the word syndrome. Agoraphobia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is is the fear of being in situations where escape might be difficult, or that help wouldn't be available if things go wrong? Oh shit! <laughs> Am I agoraphobic? Well, I think I think agoraphobia might just be hyper hyper anxiety. Many people but. assume agoraphobia is simply a fear of open spaces, but it's actually a more complex condition. Someone with agoraphobia may be scared of traveling on public transport. It's just hyper anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah. And it's like anxiety at a certain point where you're not trying to go on a bus. <laughs> Which is actually rational. <laughs> Going That's in a plane. A- Literally, you cannot escape a plane. You know, stats are nice with it. It's is is like, the stat that airplanes don't are less deadly than cars? Is volume put into that equation or not? Nah? I would assume so. You, but. The volume of the plane? Yeah, because I'm assuming there's less plane traffic, like amount of planes in the air than there is cars. So Absolutely. Is like well, that's the reason. That, that stat is? That's the reason why there's less. Oh, well, that's not a good stat. Dude, you only get like a like a ratio <laughs> well i mean it's that and also because the cars are closer to each other like way closer to each other i need like a per capita whatever analogous thing per capita is for volume of planes and <clears throat> cars i think people are like when people think of plane crashes they don't think of two planes crashing into each other they think of the yeah. plane just crashing or just falling out of the sky which doesn't happen very often thankfully Planes don't be crashing, man. That's what I hear. Uh, yeah. One time I had a, uh, a a pilot, two pilots. They were both old ladies. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong to have been a little nervous? Eh. It's probably a little bit more risk of old health stuff. So They probably had experience, but yeah, you know, how was their blood sugar? <laughs> how was their blood pressure? Did they take their pills this morning? Was their pills giving them any side effects that could affect their perception, their eyes, with their cataract, cataracts acting up. No, all, you need eyes to fly a plane. Sleep. 200 people on this flight, ma'am. Did they have a, uh, <laughs> a good lunch that day? Did they have a good lunch that day? How's their digestion? How's their mental health? And with Apple's new healthware technology, you can know this. The best, the best uh, pilot... 55 to 60 year old man. Um, Divorced. Gray hair. Single. Gray hair. Not divorced. Single. Uh, <laughs> newly married. Freshly divorced. Two kids in college. <laughs> I think this and is somewhat racist. Been flying. Hey, I didn't say I didn't say any race. I thought you said I just white. Said, I heard white. No, nah, I just said I just said man. So it's I have to rewind that back or else I just had two racist ticks on my on my my uh, check mark. 
Um, I mean, if it's white, it probably helps because he probably got into a better flight school because, you know, because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it works. Got you. Um, DRF, Navy, Navy, Navy veteran. Yeah, yeah, Navy, we got, Air we got Force veteran. military discipline in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whole father, whole, whole family's military. <laughs> yeah. So it's in the blood. For sure. For sure. That's, that's do, fucking, I, I'm safe. I'm safe on this Southwest flight. That being said, my cousins and their grandfather were pilots so pilot in the blood and it might be actually like some dna stuff if you're in like the air so much you probably have lower some kind of carbon dioxide going on something high something low maybe i feel like there's something there may be <clears throat> something in dna that makes people less afraid of flying oh yeah for sure it's called Nutsack. <laughs> it's called not being a bitch. It's called sperm. It's called nut up, kid. Multi electrode printed bioelectronic patches for long term electrophysiology. Otherwise known as hack my happy chemicals. I wrote something about this a long time ago and it was. You ever use Weevolver app Instagram? No. We talk about tech and stuff. But there's a. They're talking about electronic tattoos for biomonitoring. I just wanted to bring it up real quick because it's very cool. Can I synthesize it down in very succinct sentences? Please. Wired tattoos on your body that track everything from your brain, your eyes, your facial, heart, respiration. If someone knows everything about you, you can hack the way you live your life to optimize habits, interactions, and scenarios to have the optimal end result for what you want to live in life. So if you're talking to somebody and they're, they're uh, you know how you talk to somebody and either like your level, your energy level goes up or down, you feel good, you feel bad. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> oh so, yeah uh that's probably some chemical reaction so if you can track which people and you might have a whole ecosystem of, like you can track and like categorize certain people it gets a little privacy you know in the weeds but you can track which type of people or which people specifically leave you higher energy after rather than lower energy so you can kind of give a rolodex a hose your whole rolodex and see oh. Is this whole making me sad or happy? I can just check on my Apple Watch. Yeah, it'll be in Dang. Apple. And get notifications. But something like that, you know. And it probably will be Apple because that brand has to be trusted out the wazoo. So either... I, I think actually healthcare professionals aren't super trusted, like doctors and stuff. Um, Apple might probably be like not. the most trusted brand. Maybe Amazon. But I wouldn't be surprised if Apple's like the if people make some kind of survey, most trusted brand. So yeah. Apple gets into healthcare, hack your happy chemicals. Damn, the fucking Apple Watch has some pretty nasty uh shit. It can like track your period, your ovulation cycle, like based That's on scary. the temperature <laughs> of your wrist. Yeah. And I'm glad it's Apple doing that and not Google. That's what I'm saying. But uh, that might yeah. not even be a worthy sentiment, but it is the sentiment. 
I think we're really close to being able to have your watch say, bro, don't drive. You're too drunk. That's what I'm saying. So I was also, there's also, I'm going to have to get what the company won as we wrap up. But they were talking about, it, it was some startup and they're on stage and they were talking about their, they worked at Apple, I believe, or Google. And they were going to say, they were saying, we're eventually going to have to take a good look at the emotional interaction of humans and technology. And people kind of have already thought about that with like sex robots and stuff. But even just from like a phone perspective of the attachment you have to that. You think, um, I was talking to Zach about this. And he was telling me that because of that and because AI is just getting so ridiculous, mm-hmm. he was saying that eventually robots, not robots, but AI should have rights. And I played that devil's advocate. And I was like, no, it shouldn't. Rights should be reserved for humans because humans made rights for humans. And he was like, well, like, what if a, what if an AI is as sentient as a human? And my argument was it could never be as sentient as a human because its sentience is like just uh, a combination of a bunch of small parts of sentience simulating sentience. But is that really sentience? He was asking. I was like, I don't fucking know. So I don't know. What do you think? I think a lot of people probably thought about this and probably should think about it more that are making it. But there's probably room to say that computers can compound some kind of intelligence that might go beyond humans. Yeah, so like if if a computer is like, hey guys, I can feel everything you can feel give me the right to vote or whatever. Like, give me the right to marry who I want to marry. I know what love is. Like, I'm not a fucking monster. (laughs) (laughs) Like, would we be like, whoa, you're just, you're literally just a reflection of what we taught you. You're not actually feeling what you think you're feeling. But I'm saying, I think that there might be technology that goes beyond that. Like, beyond this is like, we can't even comprehend what he's feeling because... Yeah, it's just like something. I think I think his level of pain. Computers, like, it, it's it, the question is: Can computers be smarter than humans? Or maybe that isn't the question. Maybe it's like more emotional or something. Well, but they can com- be. They are yeah, I th- smarter. Yes, yeah, some are. So, in that regard, it makes sense that they could compound a sentience. Sentience. Yeah. Fuck, wasn't gonna ask you. Um, it's brought to you by AI. Yeah, AI sentience. I do think that the use of AI, you've seen it in Dolly and art, generative art things, um, will boost human creativity. Just like as a producer, I've always thought about, I just want to sit back and kind of think uh, with a computer program about a song, a beat I want to make. And let's say in in the form of Dolly, right? How does an AI or computer be an extra 
thought process for humans? And how does it compound thinking for humans? If you have a business idea, you can just spurt it into a program and out comes several business ideas. You still somewhat thought about it, but using the power of a big database of computer technology, uh, it feeds back into you like you're talking to a business partner of cool ideas that could be possible, what might not be possible, what could give good return. Well, there is a country, sorry, a company in China called Next Dragon or something. Gen Dragon? Something. They just replaced their CEO with some AI. Oh, really? Yeah, and it just makes decisions based on what will make the company more profitable and will make what will make employees the most productive. And these people just follow what this AI says. And a lot of companies are going to do that. And there's going to be some companies that make this AI straight out of the box and sells it to all to other companies. CEO in a box. Apply it to your company now. I mean, that's kind of just math models. Um, it's like, because, you know, business is really just like math at the end of the yeah. day. $10 billion Chinese gaming giant appoints world's first AI robot CEO. Modeled after a female human, the robot CEO will mainly help streamline the company's processes and enhance operational efficiency. So is it really just the freaking chief operations officer, which makes sense because it's a computer? Um, I AI guess so. Is it the CEO or CEO? It is. says it's the CEO, but operations and computer programming goes you know hand in hand efficiencies mm. of money and stuff so it's a cfo too kind of depends on the, the role of what ceo does the ceo is definitely a good role to be outsourced to a computer uh AI... ceos tank companies ai intelligence powered virtual humanoid robot miss tang Yu. NetDragon WebSoft operates multiplayer online games, which is interesting that that company would. So who chose to do it? The board? And creates mobile applications, appoint you as the CEO of its principal subsidiary. We believe AI is the future of corporate management, and our appointment of Miss Tang Yu represents our commitment to truly embrace the use of AI to transform the way we operate our business. Is this a public company? I don't know, but somebody should make a corporate AI app on Bubble and sell it to companies. Uh, corporate AI suite. It is a public company, which in Hong Kong, which might be different, but for the Chinese government, I would assume had some say in that, at least a tiny bit, unless they're going a little away from the invisible hand in China, which they might be, but you know they had the old... Oh, man's gone missing. If the Chinese government had a hand in that, yes, for an AI CEO, that's a very, very, very interesting. They're probably <laughs> pushing for it because it's easier to control an AI CEO. They don't have to kidnap and replace the CEO like they did with the fucking Alibaba guy. Ma, Jack Ma, there you go. Jack Ma. Um, literally yeah, kidnap him and replace him with a clone. He's literally he's tied up in a basement somewhere. I'm hey, telling you. I don't I don't know nothing about macro politics. Okay, 
And kidding. LeBron knows this. <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> he knows this. And we still supported him in Space Jam too. Ah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, yeah, might as well have it there. I'm just saying. If uh, you know, technology can be quite handled by the government, especially in China. Is there a software that just automatically goes through your podcast and makes TikTok clips complete with captions ready? Just automatically slices it up. You just say, I have an hour episode. I want 10 clips. Go through and find the best clips. Like a 65% chance that exists. Let me get on there's it in a bubble. An 85% chance that there's bits and parts of that. I know for sure there's um, companies that have a software that looks at creatives and can optimize based on engagement on social media. How would you do that? So is there, in Bubble, is there ways, can I track like video and stuff? So like, can I like categorize certain moments in video? So I think what you would have to do is you would have to, yes, kinda. You would have to like make a thing where you upload the video and then it takes the video audio it uses an API to transcribe the audio and then uses some other API to like look for points in like the transcription where there's like natural pauses. And then it will kind of guess this is probably a good part to stop and to cut it. And then it would take that information back to the video, cut it up, automatically add the captions in the middle. So I think you, I think you could do that. It would be difficult, but I think you could do that. All in bubble. I think so. I think I, I need some practice. Now that I'm thinking through it, the only thing I don't know how what how you would do is um I th- actually I think you can do everything. See, this is what I'm this is what I'm saying. There's an API for everything. Back to the saturation thing. If everybody can make a cool app that they've thought about and and it and it cuts the the obstacles you have to jump over to go from very cool idea which a lot of people have to execution of the idea, that idea which some people can only do now quickly because of amount of capital. If everyone can make TikToks and be famous, and everybody can make apps very easily, you, you said this before, but that saturation goes into what scares thee, which is people making those tools. To well, it's just like program things. Well, remember, it's just like I can make I can make a TikTok clone, but it's never going to be TikTok because all the users are on TikTok. You know, we'll still go back to just market population. But like you can you could say that for anything. You could be like, oh, there's going to be a hundred times more producers now because anybody can make music on their and phone. It's usually not. I'm a little, I'm probably overestimating the amount of people. Yeah, because people like don't like doing hard stuff, and Bubble's kind of hard. Making music on your computer is kind of hard. But making a video is kind of hard, you know. It's it's like, a little less hard than learning other developing tools, and a little less hard than amassing ten million dollars right off top. Absolutely, like nothing, nothing easy is like <laughs> nothing, nothing good is easy, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. I I don't I don't think there's going to be an influx of copycat products Mm. you know i do think though i do think that because so much of the the initial 
bullshit is taken away from the beginning that things are going to get better because if you can already start at level five you don't have mm-hmm. to spend two three days like fucking like coding up a database like you would have to do with python or something yeah like things would just like if the peak was here you could probably get up here you know in terms of like coding level in terms of like what you're able to make because yeah. if you can like just combine a bunch of shit, because that's all, all programming is, they're just combining different skills. Sure. And, and all those processes. skills right now are very siloed in, in themselves. Exactly. So like somebody can make the fucking an Uber on steroids, which would have taken somebody six years to code versus a couple months. Yeah. You know, so. I think it's a, a positive, a total net positive there, Bubble. Congrats. Yeah. Because someone's got to ramp up this uh, useful, useful impactfulness that affects humans as a whole. But obviously, I'm a, a little bit American centric. I wouldn't be Man. surprised if, um, because Apple provides development tools for people to make apps with um, a no code Apple product, bro. Bro, I think so, dude. Because no code have... Apple product, it's over. Because they already have, they already. On the Apple development, um, what's it called? I forgot what it's SDK? called. Nah, the fucking program that's used to, to make apps on the iPhone. I forgot what it's called. Yeah. But um, you already drag and drop buttons and shit. But you have to code what they do. So that bubble's the same thing, but it's like coding you use like lists and shit. So like they're already halfway there. Sure. You don't have to code the front end. Sure, sure, sure. That much. Go so Apple, go. Let people code. create, and so that and that was the the notion I'm saying with the ease of creation that AI will help, right? Mm-hmm. All of this creativity, creativity that is uh, stifled in you know low level employment and and enhanced when you're at a certain level of uh, comfort and capital that comes to people and you can just think and make all the time tools like dolly tools like no code stuff enhances creativity and pushes forward the execution of that creativity i think that's a solid net plus because out of five thousand things you'll get two really solid products that help billions of people yeah yeah things are getting easier Creation's getting, creation's getting, uh, the limits to creation are getting, uh, blurred. Yeah, definitely. Who knows? Who knows what the kids will be into in the future? How they'll be making music, their brain waves. That's from, like, that's, yeah. (laughs) Like, and I was watching a documentary about brain interface computer stuff, right? And, Mm -hmm. homie, to me, I'm dumb enough to say, Yo, dude, let me talk to my computer and help me make a song. And this guy who's this freaking scientist is like actually like making chips and putting in people's brains and helping people with like ALS talk to their computer to communicate. Awesome stuff. And he was like, yeah, there's... <laughs> and if he was talking to me, he would say, yeah, there's a, l- a little bit more like steps we have to do. Like, hold on just a little bit. Like, we're working on it, buddy. Um, but yeah. people think about that all the time of like, yo, let me communicate efficiently and in a way that enhances thought process with the computer to make things. We get that Neuralink. Yeah. 
Let me get it. Someone was like, you know, uh, you know how many monkeys they killed trying to develop Neuralink? I'll get like Gen 4 Neuralink. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but like, think about what they're trying to make. Yeah. Like, think about what they're trying to like, the what they're trying to fix in society. The worst diseases you can think of would be fixed with Neuralink. And also, I'm sure more monkeys died trying to make something like chapstick, you know? <laughs> That's way less needed. What about the lipstick? A, a cheer for ALS, you know? Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Rick know. Bond, everybody. Rick and Bond, please subscribe. Question for you. Yeah. How did you get adobehouse.com URL? A little bit of money. <laughs> okay. Was it like five grand? Yeah. Really? No, it wasn't. Damn. Precisely that. Good purchase. It, yeah, was it less before? Or I mean more before? No, I was like, I think I, I think I remember it being five grand. Yeah. And I was like it's a it's a it's a two one thousand, two thousand dollar valued site and arb that to someone who really needs it. Yeah. I mean better you have it than someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make fun things and help billions of people with it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was talking. I was talking to the guy who was in LA. I was giving the whole my story, Adobe story, and uh, and he was a actor writer, so he was stoked on like production company and stuff. And so I was like, yeah, kind of, you know, people go separate ways, and and uh, with lack of uh, distance, 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 lack of distance is a lot easier to maintain a group, and when there's distance in between, whatever. Um, so I was like, yeah, ended up to, you know, last of the squad to associate with the name. Uh, he's like, so it's the same name of like what you're like doing now from before. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know, adobehouse.com right now. And he was like stoked on it. And that's that, that same little like branding stokeness. Who is um, this? Just an Uber driver. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like um fucking what's his face? Warren Buffett. Yeah. Berkshire yeah, yeah. Hathaway. The, the the brand is always so fun, dude. And he agreed with me, like making names of stuff and that's always the best part. It's my favorite part. Yeah. Making it look good in Photoshop. So yeah, cute. It's so fun. That's why people legit have businesses of like legit just like like <laughs> like someone bre- someone had a business um that was like naming businesses. I was like, Sir, how do you pitch that to somebody? But you probably have like ten years of corporate work under your belt <laughs> and people don't like making names i love making who doesn't love making a name bro that's the best part if i can't and, think of a name i won't do the business <laughs> like if, I'm, then, if i can't think of a fucking ball of name it's over. <laughs> next if you have a uh if you have a naming company a company that names stuff then you freaking integrate with like a GoDaddy, and you're like yo dude we can get you hella customers and we give them like five percent off, and then boom, boom, boom. Naming game, dude. Naming it, damn. Damn, son. You're right. Rickenbond, Rickenbond dot com costs a lot more than five k. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Rickenbond dot com does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Costs more. Oh, dude, billions more. I would say. Yeah, definitely. Or at Jeez. least like. One ten. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. It was Thanks five stars. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Peter, love you, Bo.
Love you, buddy. Peace. Peace. From time to time.